It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, and today is Friday, January 21st here on the podcast. Today we are looking at some assorted odds and ends as another week of the Miami Dolphins head coaching search has continued without resolution, but a very busy week in interviews. So we got some odds and ends to tackle today on the show. A little bit of everything. Buckle in. Let's get it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Welcome to a Friday episode of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Lots of little snippets of news. Lots of, of uh, some salary cap notes. We have some interview notes for the schedule. We got some mock drafts that have come forth. We got a lot to get into today, but it's, there's no deep philosophically rooted conversation. And I'm not mad about it. You know, this is a little chance to catch our breath here amidst all of the uh, potential hires that the Dolphins have at the head coaching position, which is such a critical decision for them uh, that they're going to have to make. So, Let's let's catch our breath. Let's look at some mock drafts. Let's talk about this salary cap situation. And Miami obviously is well positioned. This is a good place to start. Miami is very well positioned against the 2022 salary cap, which is going to experience a very significant jump. Uh, they are number one in the NFL in spending power, but that cap does get a little bit of a boost from this year's cap space. The um, saying, the phrase, if you don't use it, you lose it, it's not necessarily applicable in the NFL. You can, with if you have excess cap space at your disposal, at the end of the year, you can then choose to roll that excess cap space over into the following year. And it's been reported by ESPN's Field Yates that the Dolphins are carrying over $2.2 million of their remaining 2021 cap space to help boost their 2022 spending power going into free agency. More? It's always a good thing. So uh, why would you not take all of it? That is going to be dependent upon... 
some incentive, performance incentives and bonuses that were written into guys' contracts. It seems as though they want the buffer to be able to ensure uh, that they don't run into any uh, overflow issues, I suppose would probably be the best way to put it. So looking at the Dolphins' salary cap as things currently stand in 2022, depending on where you look, you get different outcomes. Uh, Overthecap.com currently has the Dolphins at $70.4 million in salary cap space. Again, that number is number one in the NFL. Track currently has the Dolphins for 2022 in number one in salary cap space with 67 and a half. So a discrepancy of about $3 million. I do not, could not tell you if that includes the rollover cap. But this 67 and a half or 70 and a half, what's important for context is where the rest of the league stands. And remember, your, your cap space at this point in the offseason is calculated by the top 51 financial commitments on your roster. So all these guys that are uh, rookie minimum or veterans minimum, or the 800K guys, if you're the 52nd highest paid player on the roster, you're not counting against the cap right now. But league average is $20 million. There are 18 teams in the NFL who are above that league average figure. And there are a couple of teams uh, who have their work cut out for them big time in the offseason. Those teams do not have plus salary cap space. There are six teams that are in the red, in the negative, with their salary cap commitments at this point in time. Those teams are... The Atlanta Falcons, $3.5 million down, according to Track. The New York Giants, $5.5 million in the red, according to Track. The Minnesota Vikings, $12 million in the red, according to Track. The Dallas Cowboys, $21 million in the red, according to Track. The Green Bay Packers, who are in a league of their own, they are... Um, $39 million in the red against the cap, but they only have 40 players under contract. All these other teams are in the mid-50s for players that they have commitments with contractually. And then the New Orleans Saints uh, continue to be in the league of their own as far as how much cap space they need to manufacture with $71 million in the red. The reason I point those teams out is if the Dolphins are going to look to aggressively pursue bringing in established NFL talent, and they want to build the best possible supporting cast for their incumbent quarterback. And they want to find out what the ceiling is with the nucleus that they have. These are the teams you call. You call Dallas and ask him about players under contract. Hey, you guys are 20-something million dollars in the red. Your Ezekiel Elliott contract kind of stinks. Doesn't look like you're going to get out of it. Would you trade Tony Pollard? And the answer is probably no. Well, 
let us know if you change your mind. Minnesota Vikings. Well, they have Alexander Madison as their backup running back. Hey, we know you just paid Dalvin Cook $12 million a year. Uh, you're $12 million in the red in your salary cap space. Madison's looked pretty good when Dalvin's been down. Any interest in moving? The Atlanta Falcons, of course, jump out because Calvin Ridley's already been rumored to, to want a fresh start. They're $3.5 million in the red right now. They need cap space. That's a, a high-interest one because it's already been reported he'd be on the move. The New Orleans Saints, their contracts are really appealing for everybody other than uh, New Orleans. <laughs> Because they have restructured effectively everybody. You know, they gave Marshawn Lattimore a contract. He's got a restructure. They, they've restructured that last year. Michael Thomas, it's got a restructure bonus in there. I would venture to say that potentially one or two starting players off the New Orleans Saints is going to get traded this offseason, but they may have to be post-June 1st trades because if you trade somebody after post-June 1st, you can split the dead cap across two seasons. And just using DeMario Davis as an example, he's a 33-year-old linebacker. He's really, really good player. Uh, he's due an $11 million cap hit. If the Saints were to trade him pre-June 1st, they'd only save $500,000 against the cap. The, the cap commitments because they've restructured his contract already, which is the, the Tannenbaum special and what the Dolphins did when he was in charge. That deferred money stacks up to 10.5, so you're not saving effectively anything. But if you tra trade him post-June 1st, or you, or you could release him post-June 1st if there's no market, but I would expect there to be some kind of market because his base salary is reasonable. Your dead cap for this year is $3.5 million, and the other $7 million in dead cap gets applied to 2023, and you save $7.5 million instead of $500,000. So depending on how the contracts are structured, some teams may be able to play ball and trade players before the draft or during the draft, but some may need to wait until after the draft. So... Um, that's something that when we mentioned Calvin Ridley earlier in the week as well was interesting because that has been affiliated with a conditional pick, which means the true price of paying that might not come around till 2023. Dolphins fans, listen. You drive, you listen to this show in the car. You drive to work every day. Got a great opportunity for you to save a little money. Get upside. Listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. You get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are saving as much as $200 to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime using your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift cards such as Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code 
touchdown. What are you going to do with that money you save? Perhaps you want to make a little bit more coin. That online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march through the playoffs. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. A new year brings a new updated desktop and mobile website. You could sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage for all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts continuing onward we're gonna put the salary cap and then some teams that to put on your short list for conversations uh, we're gonna put that on the shelf uh we got some mock drafts that came through and, and of course i i almost did like a mock draft episode today like dolphin seven round but it's really hard to mock for this team right now without knowing the direction and the pathway that they're going to take. We know what some of the sore spots are. We know the offensive line needs to get fixed. The running game needs to get fixed. You probably need a true Mike linebacker. You need to replace Emmanuel Ogba if you let him walk out the door. You need to be wary about what you do with both Ogba and, and Mike Gusecki. But... Um, I opted not to do the full mock just because I I want to know who's in the fold and, and what the uh, points of emphasis are going to be with whatever coach is brought into the fray. So instead, I'm going to look at a couple of mock drafts that were conducted, including one by ESPN's Mel Kuyper. Kuiper mocked Penn State wide receiver Jahan Dotson to the Miami Dolphins. Here's the, the blurb, the snippet. Miami has used significant assets to build its offense around the quarterback to Tagovailoa, but not every move has worked out, particularly along the offensive line. They've used three top 50 picks on the offensive line the past two drafts, and none of the three, Austin Jackson, Lee, Michael Berg, and Robert Hunt, is a surefire above-average starter. Mel, check the tape. Don't slander Robert Hunt on my watch. No, sir, I don't think so. I digress. He continues. Trevor Penning off the board with the previous pick. I don't have another offensive lineman with a first-round grade, which is bullcorn because Kenyon Green is on the ground or on the board from Texas A&M. So let's address another spot to help Tungvalo with this pick, which comes from the 49ers trade up in last year's draft. Jahan Dotson, speedster with 91 catches, 1,200 yards, and 12 touchdowns in 2021. Jalen Waddle caught 104 passes as a rookie, but the best way to help keep Tungvaloa, or the best way to help Tungvaloa is to get him another pass catcher who can make plays after the catch. Dotson is explosive with the ball in his hands and has the versatility lineup all over the field. I like this stylistic fit. Uh, if this head coach hire is Mike McDaniel, I do not think this fit works because uh, the Shanahan-style offense requires receivers who are physical and can block. That's why they went out and they got big-bodied guys like Brandon Ayuk and Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel. Like They got guys, uh, Jennings, uh, Juwan Jennings, 
uh, from Tennessee. These these are all big body guys on the outside. They want to block. They want guys that can step down and really crack on linebackers and safeties and force the corners to tackle outside. Dotson's not that. Dotson's not a big dude. He's probably the same size as Waddle. And now your top two receivers would be guys who do not block. If you hire Brian Dable, this pick makes a ton of sense. Dable's offense has a lot of screen game involvement, a lot of motion, as does the Shanahan offense, but the, the Dable offense is a little bit more spread. So depending on the coaching hire, I can get behind Jahan Dotson as the pick. And if it is Dable, what an exciting combo that is. And you know what else I might do since we're, we're talking about trying to find uh, trade partners? I might call up the Denver Broncos. And I might see what their, their temperature is on Jerry Judy. Because the Broncos, sorry, we're, we're all over the map. This is what happens when we do the smorgasbord-style shows. Uh, the Broncos paid Cortland Sutton. They gave him a big contract. He's a great player, great wide receiver for them. But they also went out and they paid Tim Patrick like a number two wide receiver. Tim Patrick's cap hit for 2022 is nearly $10 million. Judy's on the books for $4 million. He hasn't been super productive because he's been battling some injuries. But oh, I, I would certainly come knocking and say, hey, Denver, you got Tim Patrick. You got Cortland Sutton. You're paying those guys big-time money. Judy, 52 receptions for 856 yards and three touchdowns last year. He was credited with 12 drops, so catching the football has been a problem. Are you really going to pay Tim Patrick $10 million this year to be your, your number three wide receiver, or are you interested in potentially transitioning out, getting another asset to maybe go, go, go up and get a quarterback in the draft? Do you need an extra pick? That could be a potential additional pursuit line if Calvin Ridley is not a direction the Dolphins want to go. Again, just food for thought. We're spitballing here on the show. That's, that's what the offseason's for. Uh, CBS did a mock and gave for Ryan Wilson of CBS, uh, who I've met Ryan a couple times. He's a real nice guy. He gave the Dolphins an offensive lineman from Kentucky with their first-round pick. Daring Kennard uh, plays right tackle for Kentucky. I'll tell you what Ryan said, and then we'll get into my personal evaluation of what Darian is. Darian Kennard is a mauler who plays with an edge, and he can wreak havoc as both a run and pass blocker. He may have to kick inside at the next level, but his ability to open holes in the running game makes him an immediate asset for the Dolphins' offense, which has tried to address offensive line in recent drafts, but not with the success it has uh, hoped for. So I like that he's on the right side, but I do think Darian Kennard is an interior offensive lineman only. So either you're going to move Robert Hunt back outside to right guard and play, or to right tackle and play Darian Kennard at right guard, or Darian Kennard's going to have to learn to play left left guard for you. Uh, I have some concerns with Darian and his hand usage, his punch timing, his punch placement. And he also played in a very uh, 
he played in an offense that looked to avoid a lot of drop-back passing. Uh, when Kentucky got down in games and they had to, I think you kind of saw some of the inefficiencies in the way he, he works in pass pro, and that's just something I'm a little mindful of with Darian. Um, I wouldn't love this fit, and if you were going to go offensive lineman and if you wanted to draft a guard or an interior guy or just draft a guy that's going to guarantee you is going to be a plus starter and is going to be a high-level player and also has a little bit of positional versatility, has played guard in the past, I got a name for you. It's not a name that a lot of Dolphins fans have associated with, which is probably why when I put this name in my own mock draft that I did for the DraftNetwork.com on Monday, got some negative feedback. Uh, that player's name is Built Bar. Built Bar's protein bar. <laughs> it tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They're absolutely positively delicious. And it's a new year. If your resolution is to get healthier, eat better, Built Bar can help you on that journey. You can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCK15. To save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So when I got on the clock for the Dolphins at 26 in this mock that I did for the DraftNetwork.com, I do think it's important for you guys to know who was on and off the board and what the thought process was. So from an offensive lineman standpoint, Ikem Ikwanu, offensive tackle, NC State, gone. Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama, gone. Scrolling through it, make sure I don't miss anybody. Tyler Linderbaum, center, Iowa, gone. Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, northern Iowa, gone. Kenyon Green, offensive guard, Texas A&M, gone to the Raiders, 22. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State, gone. Which brings you to the Dolphins' choice, 26. This is the last offensive lineman that went in the first round. And here's, you know, I, I do think I, I've, I have communicated this on the show, but, you know, I'd like to make sure that I continue to follow up on my own personal thoughts and talking points. Miami needs tackles desperately. And if you're going to go out and you're going to upgrade your offensive line and you're going to spend NFL free agency money, go get tackles. 
you know, and, and the interior line anyway in free agency, like Brandon Scherf's probably going to cost you $18 million per, per season. I don't know that I want to pay that. Ryan Jensen, yeah, you could spend the the presumably $13, $12, 13000000 million and get Ryan Jensen to be your, your standout center. You could do that, and I wouldn't hate that because it's not $20 million like you'd probably have to pay for Teron Armstead. Trent Brown is probably in the middle of those. Trent Brown's probably one of my favorites, again, depending on the scheme that the Dolphins settle on. But that left guard spot, if the contenders are Liam Eikenberg and the contenders are Austin Jackson, I think that is an upgrade opportunity, especially if Liam, if you only want to spend on one tackle in free agency, like to be a starter. And I would bring somebody in to push Liam on the other tackle spot. So I drafted Zion Johnson, offensive lineman out of Boston College. And I know I've said a lot, don't draft offensive linemen. You can't draft them because you haven't been able to evaluate them. So just spend and go get them. But I wanted to explore a different avenue in the event that you know Miami commits to the McDaniel approach because having athletic interior offensive linemen for your zone systems in your running game can really help to unlock the running game. And if you're going to commit to Tua Tagovailoa, your running game has to be exponentially better next year. So while it may feel redundant, drafting a guard in Zion Johnson, who played tackle at Boston College for a while because he was their best offensive lineman. He could do it, could get you through a pinch. Makes sense to me. Do I love this path and avenue? No, not necessarily. But the offseason's all about exploring different iterations and combinations uh, and how they would complement each other. Zion Johnson, if you're not familiar, uh, is six foot three, 320 pounds, uh, very, very nimble and athletic in short spaces. The comp for him from Joe Marino at thedraftnetwork.com is Eldon Jenkins, uh, who is playing left guard for the Green Bay Packers and is a very high-level player. Still has power point of attack, but he's fluid enough that he can stay attached to guys if you want to run zone and let the back cut off those blocks. And, oh, by the way, when Dave Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in football, was out this year, Elton Jenkins was the guy who stepped outside and played a very large portion of the season at left tackle. But what I liked about my own mock is that I didn't just do one round. I did two rounds, and that means the Dolphins got a second pick at 50. And the player that they landed here, additional offensive lineman that came off the board in round two, Nicholas Petit-Freer. Uh, offensive tackle, Ohio State, went to Jacksonville. Then we had Bernhard Raymond, offensive tackle from Central Michigan, come off at 39 to Chicago. Daniel Falele, offensive tackle, uh, Minnesota Gold Gophers, went at 40 to the Denver Broncos. Then the Dolphins come on the clock, so they got out in front of that run a little bit. And they drafted a wide receiver, a bigger wide receiver. Six foot two, 205 pounds, a do-it-all receiver who's a really great route runner, David Bell from Purdue. 
my commentary, and then I'll touch quickly on Bell as we, we get ready to close this thing down. The head coach hire may change this pick. Duh. Already said that here on the show. If the Dolphins hire Mike McDaniel or Thomas Brown as head coach, I'm rolling with Bell. Disciples of the Shanahan offense have shown they can find running back production by pursuing offensive linemen and receivers who can play physical and combining that with a strong scheme. Bell is sure is physical, but he's also a very diverse pass catcher who gives Miami an alternative weapon for Tua Tungvaloa. The comp I have for him is Rashad Bateman, who went to a run-heavy offense in Baltimore in the first round of last year's draft. Some of the catches this guy makes at the catch point and adjusting to balls and ball skills is phenomenal. Uh, I think his hands are, are pretty strong. He does well to catch away from his frame. This isn't a 4-3 guy. I think he's probably a low 4-5s guy, but he's really good in his routes. He's a high-volume guy at Purdue. They manufactured him touches. They force-fed him the ball, but he also is out there on the perimeter running legit routes and hanging 200, 200 yards on Iowa. He had some of his most impressive performances uh, against the best teams that they played. So, a couple of names for you. Put it on your radar, courtesy of the Draft Network and CBS, ESPN, and a little salary cap update from, from Field Yates. We're just sitting here waiting. <laughs> waiting on the head coaching hire. Uh, to come through. Perhaps they'll get some traction based on the game results from the NFL's divisional round, which kicks off tomorrow. And by Monday, we will know who the NFL's final four are for the 2021-2022 season. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Make it a good one. Fins up. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.